When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now, so let us tell you something you do want to hear. No one is funnier than you. People laugh just thinking about the things you've said. I'm laughing at one of them right now. Coworkers repeat your jokes at the office, but they're never as good as when you tell them and shame on them for trying. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better knowing you could save when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. <laughs> Although I'm sure you'd have a funnier way to say that. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ghost of the Night, a Hauntings and Paranormal Podcast. I'm Phil Sams. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. Hope you enjoyed. I enjoy doing these podcasts, so let me know what you think. Today's episode is all about EPPs. Are they legitimate contact with spirits, or is it just some kind of trick of the recording device or some kind of noise filter or something that is going on with these recording devices that is making us think we are getting responses or contacting the dead or something to that effect. Now, I have included in this podcast a recording of an actual interview that I did for the podcast, which was aired a few weeks ago. And during that recording, in my editing for the that particular episode, I came across something that was really freaking weird, and it made me question some stuff. I I don't know what it was, but I will play that and kind of talk about that later on in this podcast, so be, be sure to stick around. So let's get this podcast started. Ghost in the Night with Phil Sams. So EVPs. Now for the, now I'm going to go out on a limb here and say most of everybody that's listening to this knows what an EVP is, but just for to cover my ass, I will kind of give a brief explanation of what an EVP is. It stands for Electronic Voice Phenomenon, and basically what you see these shows doing or any kind of investigator when they have a digital recorder, they're asking questions, they check the recordings for any kind of voice anomaly, a response, a direct que- a d- direct answer to the question that they asked, or anything such as that. Now, it is a legitimate phenomenon. I have caught them. I don't doubt their existence in any way, shape, or form, but there is more to it than just you ask a question and you get a response. You have to analyze each recording with a fine-tooth comb and 
the tricky thing is you need to do it right away, or not right away, but in the raw form. And what I mean by that is the direct, from the recorder directly, have the best headphones you can to get the clearest sound you can and listen to that way. Because once you send it to, you know, take it back, run it through your computer, maybe start doing some filtering or anything like that, it can affect, it can degrade a great EVP or it can make some random background noise sound maybe like a actual response to a question. So you have to be very careful with it and you have to know what you're doing. But with that being said, there's, I've like I said, I've definitely caught a lot of weird things on recordings. And like in the intro, I said, I'm going to play something for you that I actually caught during an interview for this podcast. I didn't hear it when we uh, was, when I was conducting the interview. Upon editing and listening through it, I came across it. I will play that a little bit and I'll kind of walk you through that one. But it's interesting. I'm fascinated by the concept in EVPs. Now, in most cases, you don't get shit. You ask a question, you get nothing. But EVPs are really, truly, a true, real 100% EVPs. Are, they're rare. They're not as common as some people make them out to be. And you have to know what you're listening for. Now, there's some investigators that any little crackle in the recording they say is an EVP. And, you know, they have different classes, class A, B, C, whatever. I don't really care about the classes. I don't give I don't give a right test if it's an A or a B. Once it gets below A, I don't care whether it's a B or a Z. It's iffy at best. I When I'm listening for EVPs, I'm listening for an audible response. Now, there are some EVPs that can be actual noise sounds like you know, a door slamming or gunshot or some kind of thud. That is technically an EVP too, but that's a little bit harder to prove because there's no way, because it's not visual, there's no way to really know what was in the surrounding areas unless you were there. So if I'm playing that for you guys, you know, I preface it by saying, you know, who was there and whatever, but it's hard to prove because there's no visual evidence of it. It's just an audio recording and I could have banged my hand up against a wall to make the noise and you would have never know the difference. So those can be caught, but I want to talk mainly about the voice part of it. Now, I mentioned class A's and class B's. I want a direct response. I've had people come to me and play things for me. Do you hear that? Yeah, there sounds like there's something there, but I can't make out what they're saying. I don't know. And if it's on the recorder itself, I lend a little bit more credibility to it because I know it hasn't been ran through any filters. I don't know what kind of compression, you know, the very limited compression done on a digital recorder. So those things can affect the audio and sometimes cause things to sound a little funky when... Really, it's not paranormal. It's just a piece of background noise that got compressed and ran through a filter, and it sounds like something. So you have to be very, very careful of this. So, But I want 
an actual response. If it's not an actual response to a question that was asked or some kind of word that might be relevant to what was asked or the conversation going on at the time, that's what I want. I mean, if it's you're asking a question that, say, just for argument's sake, is there anybody here with me today? And all of a sudden you hear a voice sound like it says purple. You know, that's not a, you know, that's not a direct response to the question. I don't know what it is. It's paranormal for the fact that I don't know what it is, but I'm not going to say it's an intelligent spirit trying to communicate when it's just spitting out random shit at me. So I don't want to use that and I don't play that. Or I don't, I won't mention that kind of evidence on this show or when I'm doing an investigation review. I, I'm not going to use it because it's not relevant. It's interesting, but it's not 100% proof, which is no 100% proof, but it's not credible proof to me. I want an intelligent response to the actual question asked at the time. So that's what I want. Now, I've gotten these. I've had it happen, and it's rare. I've been on multiple dozens upon dozens of investigations. I've done hundreds of EVP sessions with just a digital recorder. And for me, I can honestly say I've caught maybe 10 or so actual EVPs that go, hmm, okay, there there might be something there. Now, there's probably been 30 to 40 to 50 that, okay, that sounds like there's something there, but I'm just not, I can't prove it one way or the other. It's too faint. It could be some kind of sound from a distance, so I'm not going to represent that as possible evidence. I want a legitimate response. Like, for we were at a... Uh, a place that I have I can't mention the place at this time, but they want to kind of keep it on the lowdown just for a matter of fact they don't want investigators from running over the place and them wasting their time. But I asked a question. I think I might have even mentioned it on the podcast before. Might have even played it on the podcast before. I don't know. I couldn't find it in my archives of EVPs because. Uh, with the move, some things got messed up, and I'm still searching for uh, the USB drive of some past investigations. But I received a legitimate response from a direct question that I asked. Now, just to kind of shed some light on and tell you about this, how it was set up. We were in a small room that led into a closet. The closet door was type open, and people had really experienced a lot of stuff there, had bad feelings or negative feelings like there was possibly something a little darker there so I was coming at it from the way or come from the thinking that okay there might be something evil here so let's ask a question that as it if it not a demon but more of a human spirit that might have been kind of a dick in real life so I asked a question did you do something when you're alive that was illegal or did you do bad stuff during your life I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but that was the gist of the question. And I got a legitimate yes. It was a direct class A, which I'm not big on the classes, like I said, but it was a yes. It answered my question. Now, was it coincidental? Was just some kind of noise that made it sound like yes? Possibly. And I caught that 
during the investigation because I kind of played it, played it back and listened to it. And, you know, so I left a recorder there for the rest of the evening and nothing. I think for like two hours, I shouldn't say the rest of the evening. I left it there for approximately about two hours and wasn't a damn thing there. There was no other footsteps caught, no other knocks. It was just a response to a question. Now, I count that as, to me, impressive piece of evidence just for the mere fact it hit all my criteria. Now, other investigators have different criteria when it comes to EVPs. I'm a little bit more strict or I'm a little bit more picky when it comes to EVPs just for a matter of fact, I don't want to have to deal with all the bullshit. I want it to be clear where I can definitely make out a word that is a response to the question asked. And I want it to get it verified by other people that they hear the exact same thing because we've all watched the shows where they've been doing one of those sessions and they you hear something weird and it's an EVP, and then they basically tell you what they think it says, then they play it back, and you hear it. There's a reason why you hear once they tell you for it. I've done other episodes talking about this phenomenon, but you have to be very careful with it. And that is why whenever I do an investigation, whether it be um, an EVP session or a ghost box session, I'll hear something, and I'll play it for somebody, or say it's a ghost box session, and something comes across the ghost box and I won't say what I thought I said. I'll ask, what did you hear? Cause I want to know if they heard what I hear. Now, if I could say, um, to say this, you use Satan, for instance, I've had, I'm starting to get a complex. I think Satan's following me around because every time I'm on an investigation, the ghost box spits out Satan. I'm kind of starting to get a little worried. I'm joking, but you understand what I'm saying. And, the last investigation I went on, and I will cover that in a future on the hunt. But I was, we were doing a, a ghost, box, ghost box session, just me and another investigator. And the word Satan came across the ghost box. Now, I didn't say, oh, it just said Satan. No, I said, we kind of looked at each other and said, did you, hear, did you hear that? I asked the person, what did it say? And they said, I think it said Satan. I said, okay, we're in line. I heard it too. It's just not me filtering things out to make it sound like Satan since I'm always getting it on ghost box. I don't get it in EVPs. That's what's weird. I've never gotten Satan in an EVP just during the ghost box session. And the funny thing is when you uh, play that back on say a recording or anything, I don't hear it. The three times I've gotten the word Satan on a ghost box, I didn't hear it on the recording, but I Heard it clear as day during the actual session with my own ears, but the recordings didn't show up. So that is the problem with most of these recording devices, and that is the problem with most of the equipments and things such as the ghost box. You don't really know what to do with it sometimes. But anyway, I'm kind of getting off topic, but let's get back to EVPs. I want them to be credible. I want them to be actual words that you don't have to tell me what it says. I mean, I'm not going to say that every little noise or, for instance, somebody maybe let wanted me to listen to something and they were doing a session and I was listening to it and I could hear it sounded like whispering in the background, but I couldn't make out what it was. And I'm 
And the problem is it was on an investigation. It was with other people in the location and sound does travel. And when you have five, six, seven people that are spread out, you can sometimes pick up on some of that stuff. So it's hard to filter out true EVPs in that situation. The last investigation I went on, there's a big building. We had like 10 people. And I went downstairs to do a, I went in the basement. It's a concrete basement. Sound shouldn't travel very, very well. I wanted to do a session in a room where there was a suicide. And I started the session and all the way down, down the stairs and down the hallway, I could hear the people in what we were using as home base. I could hear them talking. I could hear them laughing. Clear as day. And I wanted to listen to the recording because I wanted to hear what the recorder picked up and could have played it and said, hey, look at this great EVP I heard. I can't understand what they're saying, but there are the forces here. That is the problem with investigational or paranormal teams. If you don't have a really good control over the team and everybody on the same page, you can get a lot of bleed through and a lot of noise pollution essentially and it's hard to filter out because i don't have time i'm not i don't do it for a living so i can't spend 10 hours immediately following the investigation to actually go through the evidence so i have to go back a day two days later and go through the countless hours of footage and audio that i have and so i can't always remember who was where and at what time so it's hard to do in I have probably thrown out a lot of possible EVP just for the fact that I can't, with 100% certainty, know exactly where everybody was on the investigation. The more I do investigation, I'm starting to think it's almost best to be a one-man show. That way I know it's not another team member doing or making the noise. So it's really just hard to do it. And that is something we all have to be very conscious of is the noise pollution in the area that you're investigating. Now, I want to play this clip that I caught. Now, like I said, this was an actual interview, raw interview that I did with Reverend Connell. He, let me set it up. He's a demonologist and exorcist. It was four, a couple episodes ago. I did a three-part episode of demons and demonology and i wanted him to he came on and kind of gave his expertise and told us about his experiences as a demonologist and as an exorcist so i was didn't hear anything through the headphones while i was i had him on the phone recording the interview his wife was there because i could hear her from time to time in the background so I was like, okay, and I really didn't think much about it. So when I, and it came to editing the actual, for the episode, we talked for like two hours, I think about an hour and 30, hour and 40 minutes of actual recording. I was going to break it down into two episodes, which I did. First episode I did like 30 minutes and then, or 45 minutes, something like that. And then I, the following week was the remainder of the episode. In the first episode, I did, I just basically edited the first half down and released it didn't hear anything weird that i know or i didn't catch anything weird so i was getting ready to produce the second episode so i was going through the latter part of the interview i do noise reduction but i always play it out and cut things out before i actually 
do any kind of noise reduction and any compression or any filtering whatsoever. So I was just listening for things to cut out or what I want to remove from for the episode. I came across some, a few different things. One of them, it sounded like a female. And like I said, you could hear his wife in the background. It didn't sound like her. It sounded, it was a different tone to her vo- to this female's voice. And then the next one was right before he was starting to talk. And it, I couldn't understand what it was saying. So I'm not saying it was a great piece of evidence, but it's just weird. And it was really freaky. And the tone of it and the texture, for lack of a better word, kind of sense, you know, I've got the hair standing up on the, what little hair I have on the back of my head and on my neck and on my arms. I was like, wow, okay, that's creepy. That's weird. And with what we were talking about at that particular part of the interview, I was like, oh, shit, this could be serious. Because let's face it, he's a demonologist. He's an actual reverend. He's an exorcist. He has performed dozens. I don't remember the exact number. Go back to the episode and listen. And he says exactly how many exorcisms he's done. And I'm thinking if anybody could pick up or get of an, an attachment and probably a nasty attachment, it is a exorcist because they're casting out some raunchy shit. So I'm thinking, wow, he might have an attachment. I'm really, well, I guess it could be me. I did this interview at my old home where I, my studio was set up, the original studio. And you've heard me talk about it. There was activity at that house. So, I mean, it's saying it could be on my end, but I have caught maybe one or two things in my recordings of a podcast that are possibly EVP type stuff or just weird noises when I know the surroundings and I know it's not, but it really wasn't anything worth really mentioning that in any way. But this was kind of, this kind of gave me that eerie feeling. So what I did, I went ahead and filtered it out. It doesn't, it's not in the episode. But I contacted Reverend Connell. I said, hey, I know um, your wife was there, so I'm sending you three clips that are, you know, that I put out. The first one, I know is your wife. The second one, I'm not sure it could be, but I want your opinion. And the third one, I don't know what it is. I want your opinion what it is. I sent it to him to listen to it and give me his opinion. I sent it to a friend of mine who's pretty good about, who has a really good ear when it comes to EVPs. And Reverend Connell got back with me. He said, you know what? The, the first one definitely is my wife. The second one, I don't know. And I also asked, made sure who was in the home with him. I was, nobody was at the home. I was at, it was just me. Um, he said his wife was there, his daughter wasn't. So it was just him and his wife. So he said, it doesn't sound like her at all. But I don't, you know, once again, I can't say 100% it wasn't her, but if you held a gun to my head, I would probably say it wasn't her. There, it might have been somebody else or something else. But that third one, he said, that is weird and that is creepy because it sounds sinister. It sounds like he, whatever it was, was not happy with either one of us. I'm kind of going to go on, go out on a limb and say it was him. But it was really, really creepy. So that is what I'm going to play for you now. The first thing you'll hear will be basically the control of his wife. The second is the weird kind of female thing. And the third is the actual creepy thing that originally caught my attention and kind of 
gave me some goosebumps. So, oh, I almost forgot. I'll, I'll talk about that when I come back. So, give it a listen. I guess is a better way of putting it. Philosophy. Yeah, I know this. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, but I would say, if I had to say, if you had to, if I had to narrow it down, I would say both. But I would go more of mental strength. You have to be confident, but um, you can be confident, but still not f- firmly believe in your or be and be strong. I think if sense. you use that against you in a way, have you found that? I haven't seen that yet. Okay. Well, I hope you never do. Hope you never do. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I I know exactly what you're saying. Right. I mean, because I would think they would use, you know, you're using every trick in your book. I would think they're. Okay. I want you to let me know what you think. Go ahead and send me an email at. Ghost in the night podcast at gmail.com. Let me let me know what you think about these EVPs or let me know what you think they say. You can send me that email or follow me on Twitter at night underscore ghost. Send me a direct message. Let me know what you think. I mean, could Reverend Connell have an attachment? I think it's very possible. I mean, in his line of work and what he has done, I'd be more surprised that if he didn't have something lingering around, you know, but I think it's very possible that I could too. I mean, I'm not big into the demon world. I'm not all that worried about attachments. I honestly don't stress about it. I think my, the more you fear it, the more energy you give it, the more likely you are to have an attachment. So I don't fear them. I don't give them any credence to my life and I don't worry about it. I just don't. I mean, it's really fascinating. I'm not saying any of it is legitimate. It's interesting. Like I said, it's not direct responses. I've had people listen to it say they could hear the word dead or something to that effect. I don't hear it. I don't. I can't understand what it's saying. It just sounds creepy and kind of pissed off to me. So let me know what you think. But that is kind of going to wrap up this episode about EVPs. In summer, you just need to be careful with EVPs because I'm big on your brain can or your mind can play tricks on you and cause you to hear things that you want to hear. If you, you know, so you have to be very, very careful. I don't like to get other people's opinions per se, but especially before I form an opinion because I don't want them to influence what I think. So I'm when I. Do give a piece of evidence like that to somebody to give me their opinion. I'm looking for them to clarify, maybe agree with me or disagree with me, whatever. I'm looking for justification. I don't understand, you know, I don't know. Now, are these things actual spirits interacting with us? Is this kind of a thin spot in between multiverses where we're kind of hearing something on a different wave or there's bleed through from? Um, the multiverse so it could be just a conversation or a voice from another dimension that we're just picking up or is it actually a spirit of a dead person trying to get a message across let me know what you think like i said ghost of the night podcast at gmail.com follow us on twitter at night underscore ghosts
Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram as well, but I will put links to all that happy shit in the description if you're watching on YouTube. Um, we do have a Patreon. I am going to do Patreon different than most people. I, you know, I started a Patreon a couple of weeks ago. I haven't really mentioned it much because I'm really struggling with, I want this to be free. I don't want to charge people for content and I don't want to make extra content for paid people, honestly. If I'm making the content, I want to release it and I want other people to hear it. So basically, Patreon, I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to, if I post it, if it's on my podcast RSS feed or a video, I'm going to put it on um, Patreon as well. And I'm going to make it free. I don't think I've made everything free thus far. I'm still going through it. But I want to make it free. And if you want to donate $2, donate $2 to the cause. Or if you want to donate 5 that's the most you can do right now. Go ahead. I mean, I will do maybe a few little things. I know you get, I think, a sticker, a podcast sticker with a $5. But I want the content to be free. And if you want to support the podcast, by all means, go ahead. But I don't want to hold you hostage. I don't want to hold the content hostage just to get money because it's not about the money. Um, Yes, it does cost money to produce these. But I, you know, I want the content the episodes to be 100% free and I don't want to hold anything back from just because you don't want to subscribe to something so if you want to help out go ahead and donate two dollars you know sign up for the two dollar tier or the five dollar tier if not you're still going to get the information you're still going to get the every episode and you know people will probably say I'm stupid for that but whatever I don't care never have never will I just want it to be free, and I hope you do understand that. I hope you appreciate that. So, like I said, if you want to contribute to the podcast, go ahead and become a patron of Ghost in the Night. And that's all I'm going to really say about it. Like I said, I will get all that stuff free here at some point. I haven't had time to go through all the episodes thus far and completely open them up to the public on Patreon. It's all on YouTube. It's all on the podcast players, whatever you use in past episodes. I do have some other bonus material on YouTube investigation-wise. If you want to head on over there, and like I said, and check that out, be sure to subscribe right there and give it a like and give us a comment. Let me know what you think. But other than that, that's going to do it for this week. Now, I'm hoping to have... I had to postpone an interview because of some stuff that came up. I'm hoping to get that interview done in the next couple of weeks. It's really fascinating because I'm, you know, paranormal is just not ghosts, it's not spirits, it's just not portals, it's just not heaven and hell. There's so much to the paranormal, and I want to tap into all of that. I'm really interested in some of these multiverse and holographic type world simulation type that we're living in, a hologram or whatever. I'm fascinated by this stuff because I think it ties in. It could tie all in together. Aliens, Bigfoot, spirits, it's all paranormal. And I, there's a possibility that it all might tie in together. And so I'm going to start diving into that a little bit more on the podcast. And I have a great interview scheduled, or I had it scheduled. I had to cancel because of a situation that arose here at my home. But... I'm hoping to get that back on the books and do that in the next week or so. So if you're listening to the podcast and you know who you are, I will get with you. 
you have a story you want to share, reach out. Tell me your ghost story because I am going to do an episode where um, I'm going to talk about a few things that people have asked me and some advice that I've given. And I think it's worth talking about here in the near future as well. So until next week, take care, everybody. regulations are changing by the day. We get it. And at ADP, we're here to help guide you with up-to-the-minute compliance expertise so you can pay your people accurately and on time, regardless of what each new day may bring. Learn more at ADP.com. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.